0: I'm Felicia,
1: and I'm Ian,
0: and we are the Paranormal Lovers.
1: Hello, paranormal dudes, dudettes, and dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hi guys. Hey, guys. Uh,
0: Welcome back to another week. We're up to episode 33. Wee. Uh, what's the 33 and a third joke? Not us us? (laughs) What?
1: Hail Satan. Oh, yeah, that.
0: (laughs) Uh, right. What did you love about this week, babe?
1: Uh, I listened to this cool, um, these two old English dudes rap on YouTube.
0: Sounds like fun. I
1: forgot their names now, but
0: kind of makes me think of when we went to that dirty head concert and the band that was on when we finally got up there was little strangers
1: they're like stupid good but like scary at the same time because they're like 80 years old (laughs) and they're like english (laughs) as f that's fucking um,
0: amazing (laughs) yeah it's really amazing
1: they're up there spitting bars and i'm like what am i watching that's (laughs) funny if i could use my phone right now i'd uh I'd look them right, up and right. tell you who they were but
0: say so we'll have to look for them another day. I Do need to actually pull something up on my phone? Thank you for reminding me of that.
1: <laughs> right. But they're entertaining. I'll I'll like them. I, right. I thought that was cool this week. I was at work going, "Yo!" The <laughs> <laughs> redneck kid that I work with is like, "Uh, like I don't what? What is he listening to?"
0: Right? All right. Um.
1: Hey, partner at work. If you're listening, <laughs> I don't think He's he like, listens, but. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My camera's crooked. I don't know what's happening. I don't
0: know. Ah, it's
1: all crooked. It's my tripod. Yeah. This is not the best tripod.
0: That's all right. It works. So you just get it to sit and then leave it alone. You look fine. <laughs>
1: With it crooked, I am gonna leave it crooked. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: not terrible.
1: Not too noticeable. Yeah, it's just a little bit.
0: All right, Um, shit. I don't even know if I have anything I love about this week. They got the air conditioner fixed at work. Hot damn! (laughs) (laughs) That one. That one. I tell you what, working in that kitchen (coughs) without any air conditioning, and I actually got a day off this week, but that's because I was sick. That's why my voice is a little hinky today. But all right. Um so speaking of music, this week I'm going to be covering Robert Johnson. Have you ever heard of Robert Johnson?
1: Mhm.
0: All right. Well, and just for whoever, we do not own the rights to this music, so don't come at me. This is Robert Johnson. Oh stupid YouTube commercials. Oh stupid YouTube commercials. I want you to hear this real quick before I do this.
1: Okay. Sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That is Crossroad by Robert Johnson. Hmm. Many people say that Robert Johnson is the godfather of rock and roll. I know a lot of people have that name. Sure. Um, But he was a man that did things people had never heard before. Right. Robert Leroy Johnson was born on May 8th, 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi and died on August 16th of 1938. He was born to Julia Major Dodds and Noah Johnson. Julia was married to a man named Charles Dodds. And I'm going to go ahead and. Put a content trigger warning at the beginning of this for like hella racism, sure, and shit that involves that. But Julia was married to a man named Charles Dodd, who was a landowner and a business owner. But this being the Mississippi Delta in the early nineteen hundreds, Charles was ran out of town to avoid a lynch mob. Right. This left Julia alone and destitute, and she took up with Noah to survive. Charles moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and changed his last name to Spencer. Memphis. Memphis. He went to go meet Elvis. Wait, Elvis wasn't even born. Never mind. <laughs> when Robert was two, his mother brought him to live with Charles, and he lived there until he was 10 or 11, attending the Carnes Avenue Colored School. And it was during this time he found his love of the blues. Robert, I love the blues? Yeah. Robert moved back in with his mother in 1919 or 1920 after she married sharecropper Will Dusty Willis. It is thought that Dusty was abusive to the young boy. Robert did not want to work in the fields, knowing that sharecropping was just another way for white people to keep black people enslaved to them. Sure. And if you don't know, like when enslaved people were quote unquote set free, they came up with this whole sharecropping where like oh you come work on my land you'll get a part of the profit for it da 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 but in reality it was just fucking nickels and dimes they right. weren't getting near what they deserved to get for the work that they were putting in and the bullshit they had to deal with Sure. up to that point they first lived on a plantation in Crittenden County in Arkansas I want to say Arkansas
1: so <laughs> Arkansas,
0: which still has a lot of fucking cotton fields, let me tell you. It does. <laughs> then they moved to Commerce, Mississippi, which is now a ghost town, and lived on the Abbey Leatherman Plantation. While living on the plantation instead of working the fields, Robert would grab a harmonica and play for the workers out in the fields for nickels and dimes. Nice. Scrolling. <laughs> One classmate of Robert's willis coffee remembers even as a child robert was well known for playing the harmonica and jaw harp do you know what a jaw harp is
1: yeah it's the boing 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 it was
0: funny because it made me think there was an episode of teen titans go Mm -hmm. where they were like playing bluegrass music and raven was playing that patty was like what is that and i was like i don't know
1: It's a jaw harp.
0: That was a jaw harp. Mm -hmm. It's also called a Jew harp, but we don't do that here. Ugh. Exactly. (laughs) "Mm." That's not
1: a good name. (laughs) No.
0: Once Robert found out the truth about who his father was, he adopted the last name Johnson. He even used it when he married Virginia Travis in 1929. She was 16 and he was 19. He decided to get a job and raise a family with her. Unfortunately, she would die during childbirth while at home with her family. She had traveled there to give birth, and Robert decided to travel there while stopping in a few places along the way to play music. When he arrived at their home, he then found out that his wife had died. To add insult to injury, they blamed him for her death, claiming that it was divine punishment for him playing the devil's music. Hmm. At the time, much of the South was, and still is... Christian, specifically Southern Baptist. Yeah, and many people saw any kind of secular music, but especially the blues as the devil's music.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Around this time, blues music, blues musician Son House moved to Robbinsville, which was relatively in the same area as Commerce. Son remembered Robert as a little boy who could play the harmonica well, but whose guitar skills were terrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> he would show up at different venues that son was playing at. And during a break in the set, Robert would get on stage and play around with the guitar. And he was so terrible that he would be ran out of the venue. they mm. would be like, son, you need to get that boy off the stage. I don't know what he doing, but it ain't music. Right. Mm-mm. Hmm. Robert then moved to Martinsville, possibly looking to find his father and had a son, had a child, a son named Claude, with Virgie Mae Smith. He tried once or twice to see his son and bring money to his grandparents to help raise him. But on the last visit, they told him he was not welcome there because they didn't want Claude to get wrapped up in the devil's music. Right. This kind of feels like, this was like the early 1900s, but it feels like the 1980s when rock and roll was all the rage and the satanic panic.
1: Yep, heavy metal satanic. Satan.
0: robert then married coletta crafton in may of 1931 they moved to clarksdale mississippi in 1932 but it wouldn't be long before robert became restless with the domestic life excuse me and decided to hit the road and be a traveling musician coletta passed away in 1933 now this is where it gets a little weird Around this time, it would seem like Robert just dropped off the face of the map.
1: Hmm.
0: Nobody really knew where he was. Nobody knew what he was up to. And there are not a lot of records about his life. So it's hard to pinpoint where he went next.
1: wonder if he hopped a train.
0: He did do that a lot, actually. Yeah. He would hop trains and go from town to town playing and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah hob- hobos.
0: Yeah. Um, what did they call it? They called it some kind of musician... There's a name for it where they like travel from town to town, but. Yeah. Um, and there are actually only two known pictures of Robert Johnson.
1: Huh.
0: I see it. Around this time, yeah, he dropped off the face of the map. Nobody knew where he went. But most historians agree that this was a time when he met with Isaiah Ike Zimmerman. Ike was well known for his music and legend has it that he would go out to graveyards at midnight sit on the grave and the haints or spirits would come out and show him how to play Huh. why am I getting goosebumps nice. I don't know probably because there's an air conditioner blowing at the back of my legs <laughs> <laughs> historians claim that Ike would take Robert with him to the graveyard to sit on the graves and taught him how to play the guitar but legend has it Yeah, legend has it that Robert went to a crossroad one night at midnight and met with the devil. Nice. He gave the devil his guitar to tune, hoping to get talent as well. Before the devil gave him his guitar back, he told him, once you take this guitar, your soul is mine. Ooh. Right. (laughs) I watched too much Supernatural to just let that shit roll off my back. I'm like, mm. Right. Now, whether you believe the historians or the legends, everyone can agree that when Robert popped up back one night at a juke joint, took the stage, he seemed to have a talent that was not from this world. Sure. Many people questioned how this man, who was terrible with a guitar, could go away for about a year, come back playing bars and riffs no one had ever played before.
1: He made a deal.
0: Robert spent the rest of his life traveling from town to town. Like you said, he would hitch rides or he'd hop a train. Or walk. Mm hmm. First playing on the sidewalks as a way to get his music heard and then playing in juke joints and dive bars once someone invited him to their venue. He would either meet a woman in the new town and shack up with her for a day or two. Or he would have a long term relationship with different women in different towns and stay with them whenever he was around. Hmm. I've known men like that. <laughs> like right. Yeah, the devil got your ass. Robert's music became the template for what we know today as rock and roll and the blues. Nice. Many people said that he, when he played, he could make one instrument sound like two or three different instruments playing at the same time. Hmm. And a lot of people actually chalked that up because the man had stupid long fingers. Yeah. Like seriously, seriously, seriously long fingers. So he could kind of split his digits and play a bar up here and be playing something else down here at the same time. Right. But he was very secretive when he practiced. It mm-hmm. is said that if he was practicing and someone was watching him, he would either turn his back to them or quit playing altogether. Huh. And some people have thought that it was because the devil was playing with him. Right. Which, I don't know, maybe.
1: (laughs) Like the devil was playing them other chords.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Robert only recorded 29 tracks in his life.
1: Only 29?
0: 29 tracks. Huh. And many of them are filled with lyrics that talk about the devil and or hoodoo. The Crossroads were, and probably are used as a way for enslaved people to have some kind of control over their lives. It wasn't always the devil that they would summon, but there was always a deal made. He also sang about hotfoot powder, which is used to keep hellhounds off one's trail. And, hmm. today one wood, blah, 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 blah. and today, one would use wood And today, one would use hotfoot powder to get someone else to leave you alone.
1: Hmm.
0: And... I know I'm talking about Supernatural again. Look, y'all, I love that damn show. I miss it. But Me too. If you remember when they went to see Rufus, he had mm-hmm. Goofa Dust. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was like Supernatural's version of hot, hot foot, foot powder because you could like sprinkle it around your door jam or whatever, and it would keep people away. Right. Or hellhounds. Sure. It is also thought that those lyrics represent the struggle of running from lynch mobs. And their packs of dogs, because he does have a song called Hellhounds on My Trail. Yeah. And it was quite common for black people to run from lynch mobs back in the day. I mean, hell, it's 2023, 100 years later, and we still have fucking sundown towns in this country. Sure. So it ain't really gotten better. No. Other songs of his include Crossroad Blues, Hellhounds on My Trail... I believe I'll dust my broom and me and the devil
1: blues. Nice.
0: It is. Sure. That
1: was really controversial back then. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because next bullet is thought since so many believe people believe that the devil or the blues was the devil's music. It was everywhere. Right. Especially in the South. Because, you know, enslaved people had been beaten to the point where they got rid of their ancestral practices and became Baptist. and anything that the white Christians saw as bad, the black Christians also saw as bad. Because, you know, got to keep the masters happy, I guess. Right. Um, And it was a different time back then. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to do this to stay safe and so that they wouldn't get lynched. Sure. But... Since so many people believe that the blues was the devil's music, Robert kind of leaned into that stereotype. He's like, well, if this is what y'all are going to think anyways, you believe that my wife died because of me playing the devil's music. I'm not allowed to see my son because you don't want him involved in the devil's music. And if you think I'm that fucking bad, I then.
1: I'm just going to play it.
0: I'm going to play with it. Right. Uh, he was a womanizer who drank a lot and would travel into town, play a set and then just leave. So,
1: basically, he did with blues back then what Ghost did with rock and roll today. (laughs) Huh? Like, Ghost being the theatrical, like, Satanism thing? No. No?
0: No. No, he didn't. Like, he wasn't doing shows like rituals and stuff like they have. Well,
1: yeah. Not to that extent, but, like...
0: But I think for him, it was more a cultural thing. Right. um, Instead of, like, a showy thing.
1: I just meant, like, the un- in the underlying of the music, like, you know.
0: Yeah, but I don't know how much Ghost actually believes in what they say. I don't know either. You know? It'd be
1: interesting to talk to them. About and I
0: really, like, I'm not saying that they're, like, just doing it for shits and giggles, but that's kind of just kind of their shtick. Right, You know, they go out and they have like this...
1: It's brilliant. They've had 52 <laughs>
0: million papas and cardinals and all kinds of stuff. There's like a theme to it. And there's a story kind of that goes along with their music and sure. each new reincarnation of Tobias's character.
1: It is, it is very theatrical.
0: But I think with Robert Johnson, it was more like, this is how my life has been. And this is kind of how it feels like my life is going.
1: Well, the blues was always play what you feel. Yeah, it's soul music. He was feeling what he played.
0: It's always in his soul, and whether or not he actually did make a deal with the devil. Right. I'm sure he felt that at some point that his life had been ruined by the devil or whatever. Sure. Now, on to his death. There is no autopsy or real record of his death, Hmm. but people that were with him in the juke joint the night that he got sick say that he had gotten into it with a white man over the fact that he was having an affair with his wife. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He was given an open bottle of whiskey. And although people tried to stop him and told him he should never drink from an open bottle of whiskey, because you think about it back then, all the bottles were dipped in, like, wax. Yeah. And so you should get it, and you crack that wax open for the first time. Not his. It was already open. Mm. One guy actually... (laughs) slapped the bottle out of his hand Mm -hmm. and was like, don't fucking drink that. And Robert said, don't you ever knock a $7 bottle of whiskey out of my hand again. And he picked it up and chugged it.
1: Mm. Not good.
0: No, he became very ill and within three or four days he died.
1: Dang. Yeah.
0: And there's no record of it. And there was no autopsy done. So, that leaves it kind of open for people to be like, well, maybe Hellhounds got to him. Maybe. And going back to that TV show again, it's kind of possible, I guess.
1: Right. Because
0: they would kind of like start coming after you for a couple of days and it made you feel like you were going crazy. So, maybe. Right. Now, here is an interesting and also really sad fucking fact. Yeah. Yeah. He would be the first to die in what is now known as the 27 Club. Hmm. The club includes Janus, Joplin, Kurt Cobain, and Jimi Hendrix, just to name a few. Right. It is thought that either through their rough lifestyles or perhaps even making their own deals with the devil for talent and fame, these people were all destined to die at the age of 27.
1: Oh. Uh... And that's how old Robert
0: was when he died. Hmm. He died at 27. Wow. Yeah. Now, I watched the Netflix show Remastered Devil at the Crossroads. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Graphics are great. Gives me goosebumps. (laughs) They actually had in that show Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Bob Dylan, and Bonnie Rhett all talking about how Robert influenced their own musical style. Nice. Many of the riffs heard today in rock music are directly taken from Robert's music nice so deal with the devil or not those of us who enjoy rock and roll and the blues have robert johnson to thank for it right and that sure is the story of robert johnson and his possible deal with the devil because how the hell you just go away for like a year after you've been practicing the guitar like your whole life and then you can play notes that nobody's ever heard right riffs that nobody's ever put together before like, he blew Sun House out of the water.
1: He must have had a good teacher.
0: Well, that's... he. They say <laughs> he went and worked with Ike Zimmerman right. for a year. Right. And they would go out and play in old graveyards, and they would actually sit on graveyard stones facing each other. Wow. And Ike said, you know, come out here to the graveyards to play, because even if you're terrible, nobody can hear you. Right. The dead don't care. Right. But, you know, I don't know. I wonder, if, it, wonder if anybody
1: got to see one of them shows.
0: Um, mm. What do you mean?
1: Like, I wonder if anybody got to witness both of them playing in a graveyard like somewhere. Like if somebody was like walking Just through walking and heard by.
0: some music and they were like, what?
1: What day? Whoa, what's going what on here?
0: There's two sitting over here on these gravestones
1: playing <laughs> music. What are they doing? I bet whoever it was was real surprised.
0: I bet it- <laughs> Honestly, it would probably freak me out a little bit, too, if I was walking past a graveyard and there was somebody sitting there playing on a gravestone. I'd have
1: to go watch.
0: Probably, right? Right? I'd, ha- I'd have to. But I the don't know. The curiosity would kill me. I feel like if there had been at least one person at some point in history, they would have been like, yeah, I saw him out there playing with him, and he was terrible at first, but then he got better. Right. But I just don't know. Right. But it is really sad that he went through his whole life and there was so much stigma wrapped around the blues, especially coming from a black man in the South, in the early 1900s, in Mississippi of all damn places.
1: It had to be rough, man.
0: Mississippi Delta was probably the worst place for black people to be. Yes, sir. That's why when Charles, his stepdad, left, he moved to Memphis, which I can't imagine was that much better. But, you know, and then to have him start the 27 Club.
1: Right. That's just sad. The first one, probably, huh?
0: The first one. At least the first one that we know of and that is documented.
1: Sure. Hmm. But, yeah. That's wild.
0: That is wild. And, uh, yeah, that legend has persisted for a long time that he made a deal with the devil. Hmm. Which, like I said, is kind of from his own music that music that song that I played at the beginning was called Crossroads right and was about him going to the crossroads
1: so is like the Leonard Skinner song about him
0: you know I don't know
1: Devil Devil Went Down to Georgia
0: Mm, probably not
1: because his name was Johnny
0: maybe no Mm. no because the devil went down to Georgia that is Charlie Daniels (laughs)
1: It is Charlie Daniels, not my bad, Leonard's, not you know. Leonard Skinner.
0: No, I think that one because that one, like Johnny beats the devil, right? Tells him if and you he ever, wins, come on back, yeah, you son of a gun.
1: Plus, it is in Georgia instead of you know Memphis, yeah, or Mississippi, or Mississippi.
0: yeah. Um, I mean, he may have taken some inspiration from Robert Johnson from for that, right? Just in a shitty way, right. Like, oh, you want to make a deal with the devil? Well, we're not going to make a deal with the devil. So hurdy, her, 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 her. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have issues with people that want to talk shit about African spiritual practices and stuff. So, Right. And try not to understand, like, trying to talk shit about things they don't understand. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was Robert Johnson. I was really, really excited to do that episode. It's a good one. Um, I highly recommend you guys go to Netflix and find that um, show. It's a uh, remastered devil at the crossroads. They do a great job of telling his story better than I did. And it's really cool to like watch Keith Richards sit there and talk about how his music influenced his life. And even Eric Clapton. Yeah. Like Eric Clapton. He's got like the chillest rock music I've ever heard. Yeah. But he's like, Nope. I took inspiration from this guy. And I'm like, Hmm. He was amazing.
1: I'm going to have to listen to some of his music now.
0: You definitely will. There's only 29 records, so it shouldn't take you too long. Right. (laughs) I know that's terrible. But, all right, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you would like, you can follow us on Instagram at The Paranormal Lovers. Follow us on YouTube at The Paranormal Lovers as well
1: tell us if you thought he made a deal with the devil.
0: Yeah you guys that he's his music is on YouTube so go find some of his music and give it a listen and then come back and tell us what you think about it. Um, let's see what else was there. You can send us an email at the paranormal lovers at yahoo.com. Um, we also have a website which is the paranormal so if you want to send us a message or a story, or anything go for that uh we have a couple pieces of merch up on the website as well if you go it's like shop or store i'm not Come sure check it, out. A, it is
1: we got a really neat coffee cup
0: yeah we do have a really cool coffee cup um but yeah head on over there and check it out i'm still working on how to get the website looking all nice and fancy it's kind of plain right now but
1: we're still looking for uh... Like video recording software, too. So if you guys have any um, suggestions on, you know, how we should record our videos, shoot us an email. Let yeah, us know. Yeah,
0: because we're using we're my laptop and his phone Yeah, uh, connected over Zoom, which is fine. We don't want to pay a ton of extra money.
1: Yeah, we're looking for a free one. Cheap as possible, Anyway, Yeah,
0: as cheap as possible, so we can record up to an hour. Mm-hmm. Like last week, we had that video, but it went over the time on Zoom, so we weren't actually able to use it yeah so but all right guys we appreciate you getting up with us watching us listening to us something i'm sorry i'm so out of it today
1: thank you guys for listening
0: i'm gonna go hang out with my friend now and we will see you guys next week bye
1: bye